Jesus' name. Amen. Good to see you guys. I just feel like I want to cry. I don't know why, but yeah. I just bluffed so that you guys would get all emotional. <laughs> the king and the kingdom. Keeping the main thing the main thing. So often we allow ourselves to get distracted and pulled in the wrong direction. And God wants us to keep the king and the kingdom in our focus. Speaking of Jesus, Acts 1 verses 1 to 6, it says, In my former book, Theopolis, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave this command, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked, Lord, are you, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? The first thing we see there is that Jesus began to do and to teach. So often we walk around hoping that people will realize that we're Christians and actually we need to open our mouths and speak to them. We need to allow the, the word of God to wash over them. We can't just hope that they will know that we are Christians. And so uh, we have to, uh, I always call it lips and lifestyle. And so uh, we have to, uh, I always call it lips and lifestyle. What comes out of your lips and what lifestyle you live. Those are the two things that people will realize that the kingdom of God was around. Jesus, what's the first thing he did? Jesus went around proving to everyone that he was alive. I want that to sink in. He went around proving that he was alive. Guys, you know what? That's, the, that's what we as the church need to be doing now. Proving that he is alive. Not to focus on the cross, but on the fact that Jesus is alive. Yes, he died. But he's not dead any longer. And you know what? If, if you're telling people about Jesus, you need to tell your face as well. It's no good looking at them with a sad face and expecting them to want to serve the same king. Our responsibility is to take people to the cross and take them through the cross so that they understand Jesus is alive. Religion, religion is what is left when Jesus moves on. I was once told that 
spoken about it like this. When a movement, so movement is Josh Jen and uh, 4.12, when a movement stops for a moment, we build a monument. And instead of being alive, we've become this dead thing that uh, we want to show everybody how beautiful it is. But at the end of the story, it's not about the fact that Jesus is alive. It's about what we can do in our own strength and our own ability. Because I can assure you that Jesus will not be helping you to build a monument. Our message is the kingdom, not the king. Hey, Megan. <laughs> it's hard to spot these people with behind those masks. It's good to have you with us. But the message is the kingdom, not the church. We mustn't walk around saying, hey, why don't you come to our church on Sunday? Because we've got the best church and uh, we've got the shortest church. That'll fill it up. And we just love worshiping God for at least five minutes and then we move along. No, we've got to say, guys, why don't you come and encounter the king? Because where the king is, the kingdom is. If I said to you today, where, where is the kingdom of God? I'm going to ask. No, I'm not. I would never do that to embarrass you. I might ask the elders because they should know. <laughs> the kingdom is in our heart. Wherever we go, we take the kingdom of God. Some people are like, oh, it's this location, these are the boundaries. No, wherever we go, the kingdom of God goes. He has a weird thing. When we go to the toilet, he comes with us. It's true. We don't leave him at the door. Who knows you, who you're going to meet on, in the toilet? People get saved in there. Vilma says no. I say yes. I've seen people get saved in the toilet. Oh, actually, I heard a story last week. I won't say anything. Yeah. You receive power when the Holy Spirit comes. Guys, you know what? If we try and share this kingdom without the Holy Spirit... We're actually wasting our time. Am I shouting? I'm just, I get excited about this. But you know what? If, if we don't have the Holy Spirit there, it's really difficult. And you know what? You can feel the difference in certain churches. I'm not saying the Holy Spirit's not in one and it is in another one. But the Holy Spirit moves in a different way in different churches. We went down to Nailsbrad. I planted that church 27 years ago. We went down there. They opened their building, probably seats about 2,000. So it, it was exciting for us to see. But then we started worshiping, and Patty and I were jumping around in the front. And when we looked behind us, there was no one. 
They must have thought, who's these Malkopis? We came up to Benoni. We had led the church for 14 years. Ryan Kingsley leads it now. When the worship started, man, it was like this morning. It was just you felt the presence of God. If you didn't feel the presence of God this morning, you must come forward afterwards. Johandre is going to pray with you because he's got faith for it. He's going to break all the chains that are around you. Um, but let me tell you, when the Holy Spirit comes, I don't know how people can't get excited. When he touches you. That's why I need my head mark back. When he touches you, there's a, there's a, I don't know, like a vibration. And I, I'm not into feelings, but I want to tell you that you do feel the Holy Spirit. People mustn't say, oh, you walk by faith and uh, not by sight and you don't have feelings. I want to tell you, I feel the Holy Spirit. I experience his touch. If you're not, then you better come forward afterwards because I want to pray for you. Because you know what? You're going to struggle to experience the king and the kingdom if you are not experiencing the Holy Spirit. Because for me, it becomes very dry and uh, not exciting. I don't, I don't know about you, but I find it, if the Holy Spirit is not there moving and just touching people and seeing the, uh, just seeing the amount of people that came up to you, Andre. I'm so excited. I think, yes, Lord. In the Old Testament, when anyone was brought into the priesthood, they were anointed with oil. In the New Testament, that anointing is the Holy Spirit. And it's for all, not just for a select few. I want a few more of those, eh? Patty was telling me how to preach so much up in Benoni, I almost forgot to preach. Just give me the gears. Come on, quick, quicker. When I looked at my watch, I'd finished in 15 minutes. I was like, what's this? But everyone else was like, yes, I got saved in 15 minutes. I only need 15 minutes. Matthew 16 and verse 13. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do the people say the Son of Man is? If I asked you this morning, who would you say the Son of Man is? They replied, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah. You know John the Baptist, because it says that he was the most powerful of the prophets that lived, and yet he did no miracles. Others say Elijah. Well, you know, Elijah was, he was doing miracles wherever he went. Jeremiah, he was a bit like me, he was crying all the time. Or one of the prophets. You know the prophets in the Old Testament, they were businessmen, they had a show of prophet. 
<laughs> I've got to say something funny, otherwise you always fall asleep. But what about you? This morning he's saying to you, what about you this morning? What about you? Who do you say? I remembered who Megan's husband's name is. George. <laughs> I remember I've been trying to think and preach at the same time. It's not so easy. Who do you say I am? George could say that. And I would oh, I'm not sure. But Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but my, my Father in heaven. I tell you, and in the Greek, I'll explain this to you. This is actually a play, play on words here. It says, and I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not overcome it. So he says, go back to verse 18. And I tell you that you are Peter. A small stone in the Greek. That's what Peter means. A small stone. Sorry, Peter. Small stone. But at least you're in here. And another Peter over there. And on this rock, what do you think the rock is? On this rock. On this rock is the massive rock. This rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell of Hades will not overcome it. That rock is the revelation that Jesus is Christ, the Son of the living God. It's a revelation. It's, wow, on, th on this revelation. Because you know what? My, my youngest son came to me, and he said to me, Hey, Dad, I can't, lead, I can't go to church anymore. He was leading worship. He, he was doing everything that you can do. And he said, Dad, I haven't had a revelation of Jesus. Hey, you know what that was like? You straight away as a father feel that you failed. But you know what? When people get, to, he was 27. When you get to 27, you need your own revelation. You need your own rock that Jesus Christ is Lord. So depending on what you believe, Calvinist or Arminianist, he's either saved or he's not saved. I'm tuning you, Andre. He knows what I'm talking about. Guys and girls, young and old, we need an ongoing, everyday revelation of who Jesus is. Let me tell you, those chains you broke this morning, if you don't keep breaking them, they will come back. When we leave this place, often you say, can people come to the front for whatever the reason is, and we're going to pray for them. And they come to the front, and we pray for them, and they leave here, and tomorrow morning they end up with the same problem. Why is that? Because the prayer here is just the start of your journey into freedom. It's not the end of the journey. It's the start. And, and the amazing thing 
is that Jesus did not talk about the church until they had a revelation of who he was. Why is that? What's the church? The church is you and me, the people that are sitting here this morning. That's the church, not the building. And we need to know who he is. Okay, Connie, you don't have to worry. I've got more scriptures here. I know you haven't got them because you didn't take them down. <laughs> hey, you know what? I, you can handle this. I don't mind. If it, if it was somebody else, who else does the AV? Amy. Amy. Oh, no, she can do even better than you. <laughs> who else? Pete? Peter, oh, Peter's a machine boy. Yo, I'm, you see, I'm keeping all these people in the church. <laughs> no, I'm not. Connie's fantastic. Connie is fantastic. All of you guys are going to give her one rand today. That's quite a bit of rand. She can go out and have lunch. Our passion... And in, in, in Matthew 7 and verse 24, it says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. What's that rock? It's the revelation that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. We all think, oh, yeah, it's a rock, you know. Whoa. Hey, Connie, you are, you are good. Um. I am so glad I lead this congregation because we have got the best AV operators in the whole world. Never mind Josh Jen. You know what, guys? That rock, people think, oh, it's like a, like a foundation. No, that rock is the revelation that Jesus Christ is Lord. And He's Lord when nothing else takes His place in terms of our passion for Him. I know I'm speaking to the saved, but you know what? We can't be candy-coated Christians when the weather's not lacquer than we're not there. I, I've got no problem with the guys that are, are cycling the August today because those four guys are at church every week. They don't, they don't miss. They don't mess around. Um, and yes, everybody needs a gap every now and again. I, I want you to take a gap every now and again. The, the key is now and again. Yo, where's Rodan been? You know what? It's so lucky to preach in other churches because if people leave, it doesn't really matter. But that didn't happen. Ryan was so pumped when I finished that preach. In that last preach, Patty didn't hassle me, so I really, boom. You know what? Our passion for Jesus cannot be replaced by anything. I, I don't think Jesus wants minimal people. What do I mean by that? He wants maximum people. Minimum people are, I do just enough to get over this line. Just enough. 
maximum people are, I want to go as far as I possibly can. Because we don't do it in our own strength, we do it in the power of the Holy Spirit. We can't shift our focus from anything outside of Jesus. Patty spoke here this morning. I'll just remind you because it was quite long what you had to say, but anyway. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> she spoke, what did you speak about? Our passion for Jesus must never be replaced by anything else. You know what? God blesses someone like Tonya gets pregnant. It was a miracle that she's pregnant and she's having a baby. If you don't agree, go and ask her, she'll tell you. But now she has the baby and now she starts missing church on Sundays, starts missing com group on Wednesdays. And, and, and you know what? Do you know what? That blessing becomes a curse. I've seen it happen over and over. Didi, so cool about her job. I'm not taking that job. I can't go to church on Sundays. I'm not taking it. I'm going to trust God. You know what? So many people, oh, I can't, I can't come because I have to work. Uh, I can't. You know what? If you put your trust in God, hey, Lord, I'm trusting you. I won't give up my job. I, I won't give up Jesus Christ because of anything else. I won't give him up. I, I, jobs, whatever they you, you know what? I used to be a sport fanatic. I still am a sport fanatic. Just my times have changed. I really enjoy Formula One now because they had a good time. So, and it starts next weekend. Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, uh, I used to not want to, not miss church, but I used to want to miss uh, relational times getting together for a bra, doing this, doing that. Oh, no, I've got, I wouldn't tell them. I just, oh, no, sorry, I can't make it. I didn't lie, but I didn't tell the truth either. And most people do that. They, they, they call it white lies. I'm, I'm just told the white lie. Let me tell you, don't get racist. God hates white lies and black lies. Any colored lie. God is colorblind. Why do we need the Holy Spirit? Hey, guys, we are wasting our time if we don't have the Holy Spirit here. In Benoni, I just said to the guys, hey, and when, when I said it, Ryan said to me, Yo, I haven't done that for a while. I said, guys, if you want to receive from the Holy Spirit, I want you to stand now. And people began to stand all over the place. And I just left them. I just left him, and I could, I, you know when the Holy Spirit's coming, I just left him, left him, left him, and the, then it all started, the lady, in the, the lady in the front row fell, hit her head, it was all, and then the Lord began to touch people all over, the, the Lord laid a person's, uh, laid a guy on my heart that I knew from way back, I brought him up, and I began to pray for him, he just began to weep. And then the Holy Spirit just, you know what, you only have to pray for one or two people 
and the Holy Spirit begins to move powerfully. Man, that was so exciting to see that. You see, the, I'm, I'm going to finish after this because it's getting late, but a low view of Jesus keeps believers in bondage. That's what we prayed this morning. And causes boredom. Guys, if you're feeling bored in this church, you better come and tell one of the elders because I don't want people feeling bored. I want you to wake up on a Sunday morning or on a Wednesday or whenever you're getting together with some of your friends and buddies, I want you to wake up and there needs to be this like, this feeling inside of your stomach. Hey, something's going to happen now. The Holy Spirit's going to move now. You're not too old. You're not too young. You're not in the middle. You're everywhere. You fit into all of those things. The Holy Spirit is going to come now. And I have such confidence that He is going to come now. I wonder if you could bow your heads for me. The first thing is I don't know all of you. I know most of you. But I want to give an opportunity because the Holy Spirit cannot live where Jesus is not king. He has to be king. He has to be the one that directs your path. He has to be the one that's at the top of your thoughts whenever you make decisions. You have to have him as king in your life. We'll talk about the kingdom just now, but he has to be the king. If you're sitting here this morning and he's not the king of your life, I want to say to you that everyone that I know here is, is, is a wonderful person. They're not going to look at you funny. They're going to look at you with tears in their eyes as they pray for you because we want to pray for you. If you're sitting here this morning and Jesus is not king. I wonder if you are in that place. I wonder if you just stick your hand up quickly and then you can take it down. I just need to see. Because we want to pray for you. If Jesus is not king in your life this morning. Okay, then the next thing, and I actually feel the emphasis here more than on the king, is you've been in a relationship with God. You've found yourself in boredom, there's no more excitement and passion for the Lord. And you want somebody to pray with you, stand with you, so that you can break through into those areas of your life that you need breakthrough. I wonder if you'd stick your hand up. I see those hands. There any more? Don't be be courageous, guys. This is your opportunity. I wonder if you could just stand up. Sorry, I'm I've forgotten your name at the moment. Babs, I wonder if you could pray with her and maybe someone else could join you. Guys, are you sure there's nobody else? I just feel in my heart that there is somebody else. Sometimes we want to sit on our hands and not put them up. I want to tell you, 
we don't mind who you are. We won't look at you funny, but we do want to stand with you so that you can break through this thing. If that's you and you don't want to put your hand up, why don't you stand up this morning and we'll pray for you. Why don't you stand up? You might think I'm drawing this out, but I know that there are, there are others. If you're thinking this morning, this is me, stand up. Don't allow your mind to get in the way of what God wants to do in your life. Anyone else? I love you courageous men. When men stand up, my heart jumps. I wonder if some men can get around Lane and some men can get around Heinrich. You know what? Sometimes we think, Oh, how can they stand? Let me tell you, they need to stand. God wants to work in their life, and we love them, and we want to see God work in their life. Lord, we pray for all these people as the people are ministering to them. Lord, I pray that the power of your gospel, the power of the fact that Jesus Christ is Lord, would impact them today that they will never turn around again. That there will every area of their life. I want to tell you guys, you know what happens? When you get saved, it's like you've got this uh, building that opens in your life. And in this building, most of the lights come on, but sometimes there's one or two rooms that stay shut and they dark. And Jesus wants to come and open those, those doors. He wants to allow his light to shine in there. Okay, then the last thing. Maybe we can all just stand together. It's, it's, I'm going to pray that Holy Spirit would just come and fill us to overflowing. I want you to know that every one of us leaks. We leak every day. We leak because we are, the word says we are clay pots. And if you've ever done gardening with a clay pot, the water actually soaks out through the clay pot. And so this morning, as we stand, we're saying, Lord, we are empty or we're half full or whatever, but we need you to come and to fill this pot to a place of overflow that we can affect people around us. And so, Holy Spirit, come right now. Come among your people. Fill them to overflowing. Fill them to overflowing. Fill them to overflowing, Lord. Do your work, Holy Spirit. You are King. You are Lord. Come and fill your people this morning. Come and fill your people this morning. Lord, let the the sand in their clay pot be soak up all the water that it can. Allow it to go through the pot, but make sure, Lord, that it's flowing out of the top. Thank you, Lord.
Thank you, Lord. You are wonderful. You are wonderful. Amen. Let's all sing. Amen. Lindy's laughing at me. Watch it. Eh? Guys, there is tea and coffee. There. I'm finished. Um, during the, again, I'm going to speak about the, the prayer thing. Um, my wife reminded me now, um, Mervis said, imagine how the world would look like if we could, when we, open, when we open our eyes in the morning, the first thing that we do is actually pray and not go on Facebook. And I'm guilty of that. I'm so, I have my quiet time, but my first thing that I do is I go on Facebook every morning or some kind of news channel. Don't know why. So I want to encourage you guys, seek the Lord's face as you wake up. Just, Lord, good morning. And, and see His face. Father, thank you that we could have this meeting. Thank you for this powerful, powerful message. Lord, there's been freedom this morning. We trust, Father God, that you won't. We know that you won't leave us hanging now, Father God. As we continue throughout the day, Father, Holy Spirit, come speak to us. Come keep on ministering to us. Now help us, you. There's a promise in your word where it says, if you draw closer to me, I will draw closer to you. Thank you, Lord, for that promise. In Jesus' name, amen. Guys, please, it's, it's raining now, so you can't go outside. So please stay for coffee. <laughs> Guys, next week, Kim Muller is going to actually be with us. Um, I wonder, please make sure you yeah. He's part of the core team that uh, relates to Andrew, and it would be really good to hear what he has to say to us. So please be here. All right. Um, go for coffee. Chat to each other. Enjoy the day further.